Welcome to the John Sandwich Show! <laughs> Can't believe it's like, I don't look like Bane anymore when I'm gonna be talking. <laughs> I swear to God, it felt like I was drinking this beer for two hours. That It's a scam. Did it touch you? Did it touch you? Yeah, it made me, made me feel things. Should we let everyone else in on the conversation? If it's too loud, they just turn it down, right? Perfect sandwich. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Thank you. And welcome to the John Sandwich Show. It has been a long ass time since Mary and I have done a podcast together. Yeah, when was the last one? Do you know? Did you look? Oh, I didn't look. I should have, but it was a. It's probably been six weeks. Yeah, six weeks or so. Yeah, because I think it was before I went back to work. Yeah. It, well, it maybe was, we should give everybody an update on that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we probably should. I don't know. Going back to work, huh? Yeah. That back was... at work, we're not sheltering in place anymore, folks. We are not. Will you talk again? Yeah. So listen, though. There we go. You everyone. just need to need to get back to the into the mic. I know. Well, but this chair isn't like that comfortable. Um. John was pouring me. Two shot drinks, and I normally drink one shot drink. Yeah, that could have been uh, a little bit of my bad. Well, and for like the last, I don't know, well, last weekend and this weekend, I'm like, my drink tastes not right. Like, there's something wrong with it. I was starting to throw a fit, not gonna lie. And then I made my own drink and realized, like, he had the shot glass sitting there, and I was like, dude, that's like a double shot for a small glass. Well, in my defense, we've gotten rid of all of our shot glasses. No, we haven't. Look in our cabinet. There's no more shot glasses. Where? Have, what did we do with them all? We probably threw them away because we don't take shots that much anymore. Okay. Well, or actually I, at all anymore. I did clean out our entire kitchen during the first week of quarantine, and then I spent five weeks skating my quarantine 19. Yeah, so we don't have any shot glasses. So that's what I used. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, actually, do you want to hear something funny? Kind of. Well, it might not be funny. It's funny to me. So my stepdad's retired. Um, well, you know, but yep. listeners don't know. And uh, he he's like explaining his daily life to me. And he's like, but it's not like I just sit on the couch and eat cookies. And I was like, well, that's what I did during quarantine. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny because he was like trying to justify like that he does stuff in his retirement and that he's got like all these things he does. And I was like, I literally sat on my ass for fucking 85 days, ate like shit and played video games. Yep. There's a there's a I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. I I mean, what else is a 75 year old man going to do, though? That's true. I got to order him some jumbo crosswords. They got to be big size so he can see what's going on. Oh, sorry, sorry guys. I'm getting my mic fixed because apparently I'm messing with the audio quality. Just a just a little quiet. There we go. That's a I lot know, better. but it's like now it's in my line of vision. We'll move the mic just a little bit that way. Can I move it down? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Just Does as long that as work? You speak into it. Oh my gosh, you guys. Seriously, John is like, he's not anal about a lot of things, but he's so anal about audio, it's kind of annoying. 
I know I am a little anal retentive when it comes to audio, but I don't know. That's just something I've been doing for a long time. Anywho. I mean, if you, if someone like came and gave me a shitty haircut, let's just say I had hair and you're an amazing barber, which you are. Let's just say I went somewhere else. I don't know if amazing, but I do try. Whatever. Let's just say I went somewhere else and they fucked up my haircut. That's the only thing you'd look at anytime. Like, you do that with people that you don't even fucking know. You're like, oh, wow, they they have a really shitty haircut. I don't mean to. Well, and I don't mean to be anal retentive about my, my audio, but... I want you to get a barber. Like, I want you to have somebody you can bitch to about me. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want you to build that relationship with somebody. Why would I do that? I just think there's a special bond between a barber and a client. Yeah, but I kind of have that special bond with me in the mirror. I sit there and bitch. Oh, Mary's going to hate this. God damn her. I know, but I I think we should, like, find you somebody. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't Unless be doing Unless they much. fuck it up. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't want them to touch your beard. Like, they can cut your hair, but I don't want them to So there's stipulations with this this barber that I'm going to get. They can't touch the beard. There's not much hair to cut, Mary. Okay, well, they can. As, like, as long as I can go with you the first time. Well, that's just embarrassing. And then the next time, I could bitch about how my wife came in. To... It's not embarrassing. <laughs> do you know when your wives do that? Not my wife, because I don't go get, getting haircuts. I'm going to find you somebody. I'm going to force you to go. I'm not going to go. No, but I do want you to like have that relationship because I think that that's like, it, it's not the haircut you're paying for. It's the relationship you're paying. Well, it is the haircut because I, I, it is the haircut. But after you find somebody that can give you the haircut, then it's the relationship. You know what I mean? Like people pay my prices because I give that good of a haircut. They pay the extra because they get that relationship. Yeah. I, I do understand that, but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's, uh, I probably wouldn't go. But Why? I'm going to make you an appointment. Well, and that's just another appointment I'm going to have to cancel. No, I, I'm going to get you somebody. I don't know. It's not like, I don't know, like getting my haircut was never really like a thing for me. Like I, I never went out and did it. When I did go out and do it, it was like out of necessity because my hair was so fucking long that my parents were like, you've got to get a haircut. And they went to a $5 person. I know. So you've never experienced like. Well, it was a little late in my opinion to be experiencing like this glorious haircut experience when I don't even have hair to get cut. Oh, my God. I can. Do you know what I should learn? What should you learn? Toupees. The permanent ones. Why would you want to do that? So I can give you a glorious haircut. Oh, yeah. And then you'll realize how sexy I am with hair. I don't like you with hair. I've seen pictures. Yeah, but those are old pictures. There's, there's, they're not new aged John with beard pictures. Oh, God. It might be too much for people to handle. Like, sprinkle in like one or two gray hairs in there and people just lose their fucking mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> just one or two. I mean, because that's that's all all they need, just a little tease, just 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 so people know I'm a little mature. Are you trying to make yourself feel better about that gray hair in your beard? The one gray hair. Oh, there is one singular gray hair in his beard. Yeah, and and it's just to let people know that I am I'm human too. 
we're officially <laughs> old. Get in there, shit. Well, you know, it took it did take me thirty four years to get my first gray hair though. You're not thirty four. In four months, I am. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> That's what you got for me is ew. <laughs> well, because that means that I'm not far behind you. Yeah. Did you lose track of time? I think so. This whole year has been lose track of time. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we could turn back time and just like skip 2020, that'd be pretty good. I don't know, though, because listen, like it, I was looking through my Facebook memory and like my Snapchat, like year, year and a glance or whatever. So in March, right, is when my salon got shut down. So at that point, it would have been like, all right, let's just fast forward two weeks. At two weeks, then it was extended another month. So it's like, what is fast forwarding? Well, fuck. I don't know. I would like to fast forward a year, to be honest. Actually, just kidding. But what I'm saying is like, at that time, like, I would have been like, fuck, yeah, let's fast forward. Let's just get through this shit. And uh, let's come out on the other side, right? Like, let's fast forward a month. Mm-hmm. Let's just say a month. Well, that month was like the most, well, I don't even know. Like April? Most. Like April. Yeah. I was the most, well, I want to say the most, but I don't know if it was the most, but I think it was the most. No, I will say the most depressed I've ever been in my entire life. Like April was. April, like April, May. Yeah. I, like my entire self-worth. Was completely in question. Well, and that was like their your first time and our first time where I was actually support the supporting cast in our family. Yeah, and even now, like I don't like that you're making more money than me. Yeah, it's been like that since the pandemic. Yeah, and that's not okay for me. I like I've always made a substantial amount more than you. You have. Like I'm like, eh, I, I and I thought when. <laughs> So many thoughts running through my mind. I'm trying to decide what I, I mean, I've shared a lot of this, but when you tie your self worth, I can't, I am like slurring. <laughs> Those you two shots did. I've been giving but you. When you tie your self worth to your ability to provide an income and complete tasks and everything's taken away from you. So, I don't know. You guys are going to, this is like therapy th- session. You guys are going to get sick of hearing from me. Um, but you haven't had to hear this shit for a minute, but I think it might be relatable. A lot, a lot has happened. Um. Okay. Pre-pandemic, I owned a business. I, I own a salon. I was in the salon four days a week. Yeah. I traveled two to four Sunday through Wednesdays a month. I was able to travel with a product line, do hair shows, be in salons, do education, run my salon, my specific salon, cut 150 to 200 people's hair a month, mm-hmm. be in and out of, I don't know, 50, 60 salons a month, do a hair show a month, do distributor meetings. And I mean, I worked with two major distributors in the country. I... um also managed a retail chain in the Pacific Northwest that has 12 locations. I managed their ambassador program. So, I mean, like, my plate was full, and I was very productive and 
Well, you were kind of like a VIP. You were a very important person. Yeah. So, but even having all of that, that's not like what I'm trying to say for this specific instance. But yeah, I mean, I was, I like not trying to be a dick, but I was like, I'm fucking pretty cool. Like I literally work directly with my director of education. I work with the owner of the company. Like I can text them, whatever. So I was like, cool with that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm fucking cool. Kind of had a big head about it. So I mean, you get like, you had privileges that like not a lot of the other people had, like you booked your own flights, you booked your own hotels. And if you didn't like those, you're like, hey, just let you know, like, this is going on the company card because I need something better. Yes. Yes. So I did have those privileges. I mean, obviously, all within reason, I never abused my power. Well, of course not. You know, but I'm like going to hair shows, staying at the Wynn. I'm staying at hotels where somebody who's somebody in my industry is staying. Yeah. Like, legit. I mean, you're not staying at a Super 8 or Motel 8. No. Like, I'm meeting people that are like, wet my pants try not to get nervous meeting yeah. uh in my industry like you guys would probably be like who the fuck is that but for me i'm like oh my god it'd be like a chef meeting gordon ramsay yeah uh anyway but that's not the point of my story so big long story i had a career with a product line i have a business that i run mm-hmm. and i was still able to keep my house clean pay my bills have a schedule get my dog to the vet uh, wash my bedding every other week. Like I had a well-oiled machine going and post pandemic, even just going back to the salon, I'm completely furloughed from the product company. No rehire in sight, like no year, maybe two years. I'll be able to, maybe, back. maybe. And I'll be one of the first ones back. Yeah. Um, realistically, if I maintain that relationship, which I, I think so. Cause They've been really good to me yeah, the last they, couple they, of weeks. They have been, you know, communicating with you and yeah. everything, too. So. Yeah, like, they've reached out to me. I've had some family shit happen, and they've reached out. So, um, but the what I'm trying to say is, even with that, I was, eight, I mean, I had my calendar, and I had things scheduled, and nothing got missed. Like, I had it down. I filled my nooks and crannies. If phone calls needed to be made, it would be on my way to work. I mean, I fucking was on it. Like, if you looked at me in my life, you would be, most of my friends are like, how the fuck do you do this? Like, yeah. in awe. And I'm not saying that to be cool. I just am very good at managing time and schedules and filling in the nooks and crannies, right? Like, if I'm waiting at Papa Murphy's to pick up a pizza, I'm on a conference call um, doing education, right? Yeah. Like, I really figured out how to work my life, like my personal life around my work life. Yeah. Even just going back to the salon, I fucking was a mess. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, now I'm obviously just a fucking disaster. Well, like, like explain, like, going back to your salon. Like, for, I mean, so, like, you were able to open up the beginning of June sometime, right? Like, the second week in June. Second week of June. We're mid-August. Um, and we probably haven't talked since like the end of mid June ish, maybe beginning of July. Yeah. So, so, so kind of explain like the beginning process of like opening up your salon and like where it is now. Man, opening up. Okay. First of all, I followed the rules. 
Can we be honest about that? Mm -hmm. The only rule I broke is I did fly because my aunt died. And that was in May. Mm -hmm. End of May. End of May. And obviously I quarantined after. But I mean, I followed the rules. I didn't, I didn't leave my house. I didn't, wasn't around people. I did what I was supposed to do. Like I barely even went to the grocery store. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they're like, you can open up, but you have to have a face mask. You have to have a face shield. You have to change your face mask every customer. I do men's cuts. Every half hour, I have a new customer. Yeah. You have to change your apron every customer. Um, after every customer, you have to dis uh, sanitize and, or excuse me, disinfect and then sanitize. It takes 15 minutes to do all of that. Yeah. In between every customer. So I went from seeing nobody to, again, seeing 150 to 200 people a week mm -hmm. or a month. Overwhelming. My yeah. first week back, I cried before work. I cried after work. Cried during your breaks. I, I cried on my lunch hour. Like, it was so overwhelming. I'm still even not as bad now, but it was like, you know, I if I give somebody corona, my business is over. If I get corona, my business is over. I honestly didn't think I could handle a two-week shutdown again. Turns out... Not because of Corona, but I had to shut my salon down again for three weeks. Yeah. Turns out my business still survived. Yeah, it did. But at the time, not well, working yeah. for 85 days and just getting back and like, you know, and I still do believe like if I get Corona, I'm going to lose a lot of clients. Well, well, there's a difference between why you shut your, your business down this last time versus you shutting your business down because you got the Rona. Right. Because we were in Idaho and there was Which a Which we should talk about that too. Yeah. Did you talk about that on your last podcast for like your followers? A little bit, but not too much. Um, I, you know, we went to Idaho to get a tattoo and we specifically like left, like didn't go to a tattoo shop because there was a coronavirus like outbreak there. Oh, like, okay, sorry. We didn't go to Idaho to get a tattoo. We were no, in Idaho. We were in Idaho. But, I and, wanted a tattoo. Yeah, I, I guess we could have fast forwarded it. But like, you know, but like the stigma of having yeah, the, but, the so virus this, attached to your business is detrimental. Yes. So we, the, the story behind that is we were in Idaho. I wanted a tattoo. My brother and I wanted to get tattoos together. And mm -hmm. it was like, we have to get this tattoo today. Because it's a meaningful tattoo. And so we were like calling all the shops. And my brother's like, don't you know anybody that does tattoos? And I was like, I do. But he just got over the Rona. Like, dude has tested negative, And I still wouldn't go to him. Well, it's uh, like in the back of your mind. It's like, yeah, you were there. He had the Rona. But now it's like in the really fickle area of where your business is at right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't worth the risk. Exactly. And I think a lot of my customers wouldn't, like, if my customers. Well, you had customers not even come to you because, like, they wanted you, you to wait their two-week period. Like, oh, wait, yeah. we'll wait two weeks, and yeah. then we'll, we'll see what develops from this. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't even come back to me after I got off the airplane. Yeah. Like, I was slow my first week back. Uh, yeah. uh, well, not the first. Like, I, okay, so I quarantined for 10 days. 
and the last four days, I let everybody on that that four days. I didn't book any new people, but if they were already booked, because I'm booked out. I have people that have booked through the end of the year. Yeah. So the people are already on the books. I said, hey, I've been on a plane. I'm at day 10. If you still want to come in, I'll have you sign a waiver. Mm -hmm. If you don't, let's reschedule you. Yeah. And I had gaps that weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I was busy. Like, I probably did 25% of the people I would normally do on a weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's just that's just because you travel. And that's just because I flew on a plane. Not yeah. because I became in contact with somebody with corona. Not because I tested for corona. Not because I post-corona. Yeah. Like, that's just because I was on an airplane. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, I, like, I don't know. Obviously, the virus isn't going away, but there, there is a. Until it's normal. Yeah, which who knows when that's going to be. No, until it's normal for businesses to close down for Corona. Mm-hmm. Until it's like, oh, yeah, my barber was closed. When they get back, I'll go back. Mm-hmm. Until that's normal. I just, can't risk it. Yeah, just don't get the Rona. Exactly. But being in Idaho for three weeks, dude, those fuckers don't fuck. They don't care. Oh, they really don't. They don't, like, legit, you guys. I have no hope for America after being in Idaho. Um, I mean, that is some fucking Trump country bullshit right there. Holy cow. Like, I didn't even realize. Like, we're, I mean, we're as guilty. Okay, this was two weeks before me going back to work. Let me be clear. I did not go back to work until almost two and a half full weeks from Mm -hmm. what I'm about to explain to you. Yeah. Okay. So, 20 days post this, folks. I don't want no judgment. I don't want no hate on your comments. Oh, it's, it's fine. 20 days post doing this before I went back to work. We legitimately passed a bottle of whiskey around 20 people. And that was legitimately weird. And nobody batted an eye. Nobody cared. No, Like, really, huh? No, no, no one gave a shit. Even there was even someone that was from Washington or like that lived in Washington State. Who's an That is an RN that is in the healthcare system passing that bottle of whiskey along with her. Yeah, was like, fuck yeah, it. Fuck it, you know? Like, Idaho has no regard for anything that is going on right now. No. I I will say um, it was scary. It was a little nerve, like, not nerve-wracking, but, like, it, it felt weird, right? Like, not wearing your mask. Not wearing my mask. Not, like, like having people come up to me and, like, hugging me. Yeah, and like touching. and touching and like getting really close. Like, yeah. I, like I was like moving away from people because they just want to sit next to me without their mask. And- John like followed me like a puppy dog. I did. Okay, le- well, let me tell but, you guys what what it was. Like, we weren't just like but, partaking. But like, it was a little freedom though. It did like kind of feel like. Hon- th- this is kind of nice. Honestly, I'm like I'm trying to switch my brain back to like, oh, okay, we're scared of Corona. Is a big deal. Wear your mask. Don't be around people. Yeah. Like, just because I was there for so long, Mm -hmm. I 
I mean, like, we were still cautious. Uh, we wore our masks in Walmart. Walmart's the only place to shop in my hometown. But you know, We wore them in public. We wore them in public. Um, but lo- the long and the short, my mom died. So mm-hmm. uh, as if anybody's had a death in the family, you know, like, even if you're just at home, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your fucking best friend from high school, like, all these people show up at your house. They bring flowers. They bring food. Everybody wants to hug you. And then I know they don't fucking care. Like, yeah. you know, and here being home. I've had one customer hug me. He said, I don't give a fuck if I get Corona. I want to hug you because I love you. Yeah. And you need a hug. And I was like, that's sweet. Um, And you can probably guess who it is. Um, I would say either Paul. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. He's like, I don't care if I get Corona. I know you need a hug. And, I was, cause, and that's the hardest part of my job right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so people in Idaho are like, I don't fucking care. Like, big old squishes. And I'm like, you guys, I just rode on a plane. Like, my husband just rode on a plane. I for sure have kissed him since he got here. Yeah. Like. My husband also sees... A hundred people a day. Yeah. We're playing flip cup in the backyard oh and God, rotating yeah. people all around. No, I didn't rotate my, my cup, so I was playing yeah. safe. John's way more serious. Like, well, but by that point, yeah, I had been there two and a half weeks and I was like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Like I was there four days. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I, I don't know. It it was it was nice to feel like back to normal. It was nice to walk into a restaurant without a mask. Well, we went with a mask and you would have thought we were like aliens. Yeah, we were like the devil's children for not wearing a mask in a restaurant. For wearing a mask. Or for wearing a mask, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was just very, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to say that, like, I agree with everything they're doing, but like, they also come from a different. But they've had 15 cases since the start of this. Yeah. We live in a city. How many cases of has just our county? 6,000. Our county has had 6,000. We live in the greater Seattle area, folks. Yeah. So it was just, it, it, it was it was weird going to Idaho. That is for sure. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't, yes, I was off-put and everything, but I was more worried about, like, like giving me, it to others. Giving it to other people. Like, obviously, they don't give a shit. Yeah. About what was going on. I yeah. give a shit about giving it to everybody there because everybody there, they're all smokers. They're all drinkers. They're yeah. all 40, 40 plus yeah. in age. You yeah. know, like that. You know, it, and if I was the carrier that gave, like, oh, Idaho has a sudden outbreak of 135 cases because of a funeral. Yeah, that'd be it. And awesome. that'd be me. That'd well, be me. I would be fucking patient zero in yeah. that in that scenario. Well, thank God we're way past, well, not way past, we're what, four weeks or three weeks past that? I'm like three weeks. You're like two and a half, three. No, I'm like four weeks. You're like three weeks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I'm like, and then being home, I'm like, I, it, it's weird to transition back. Yeah. Um. But I will say, folks, like, I'm not going to lie. I Well, John did not have a good experience with Alaska. However. Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines. Yep. 
I had an amazing, I had four flights because it takes two flights to get into my hometown. Mm -hmm. One being a normal commercial, one being a jumper shoot. Yep. I had amazing experience with Delta. That is good. I'm glad you had that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it were the other way around. You're way more panicky than me. Well, I'm not panicky. It's just like. Should we tell them about your tetanus shot? Yeah, we can. I think we should. Like, I am a little bit of a hypochondriac. Like, I will. Okay, so you guys, let's talk about tetanus for a second. If if you step on a rusty nail, tetanus will set in 24 to 48 hours, okay? Like, I just want everybody to understand that. Google that shit. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. However, John stepped on a rusty nail. Two weeks later, he was convinced he had tetanus. Made me take him to the doctor. The doctor literally walked in and laughed at him. And I still got the shot. And he still got the tetanus shot. Which I think I'm about overdue for that. Oh, my God. You got to schedule your own fucking appointment. I have just stated how I am not in a state. Yeah. Well, that was part of the shit I had together. I had our doctor's, like, my doctor appointment. It's your doctor's appointment. Yeah. What I can't read that. You got to turn it this way. You guys, I am totally a live chat person, so I'm going to interact with you all. I'm sorry for the recorded people. I'll try to actually be better about reading what they say and then responding to them because I know it's annoying when you're like rereading and you're like, this bitch only talks to the live chat and we're reading, <laughs> we're listening like a year later. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, we're husband and wife. I know we do. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, sorry. They asked if, like I said that, and then I fucked it up already. Um, the live chat asked if we're brother and sister. No, so we're husband and wife. Um, I'm normally not on the John Sandwich show for my live listeners and my, like, this is my, they're my <laughs> yeah, people yeah. now. You're following. I know. Well, uh, John's been making me double shots tonight. Uh, so I get a little, little on my pedestal. Rohit, what are you drinking tonight? It's a fine Saturday. I know. Well, let me give the spill to oh, everybody oh, yeah, really yeah, quick. Spill. Okay. Give your so spill. So I'm normally not on the John Sandwich show. Uh, nice to meet you as well. Yeah. Um, How do you pronounce your name? Rohit? Yeah. Can you like, uh, what's it, what's it like, uh, syllabi it? Yeah. Um, Rohit. That's not it at all. No, oh, it's probably like, not. Uh, so Rohit. Rohit, Rohit, Rohit. No, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, we're terrible pronunciation. Oh, by the way, we are from uh, the Seattle, Washington area. Yeah. Sorry if we got your name right. Well, I called. Um. Uh, I have a customer. Uh, who is? It. Rohit. Rohit? Yeah. Um I it it's Rohit. Okay. Rohit. Um well, nice to meet you too. Well and y'all understand this too. Uh, uh Vijay is what I was saying, but it's VJ. And then uh Nasser, but it's Nas or excuse me, Nasser, but it's Nasser. So I've been saying yeah. Uh, so I do hair. Uh, John is in logistics. 
And uh, that's that's what we do. I do hair, and then I also work for a product manufacturer, um, salon hair care. And I do, well, not right now. I'm furloughed, but that's what I do. Living life, doing my thing. Um, so, yeah. Anywho, so I'm not normally on the podcast, but I will show up time to time. But uh, I they have. Oh, can I follow you on Instagram, my friends? Um, I don't know if the John Sandwich Show has an Instagram or not. I made a mistake. I I'm gonna lie, not gonna lie. I had I let a follower follow me on my personal Instagram and my business Instagram, and then they were like class five clingers. So, um. Let me see. I don't know if the John Sandwich Show. I know we have a Twitter. The John Sandwich Show has a Twitter. Um, let me see. Let me find the Twitter. The Twitter feed. The John Sandwich Show is on Twitter. Do you do Twitter? It's the way to go. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's, uh, the John sandwich. Yeah. But what Twitter. about Instagram? You need to get an Instagram, dude. Probably. That's where everyone is. That's where everybody is. Yeah. Everybody. Anywho. So long and the short of it is I'm not normally on. This is a yeah. surprise. And we're husband and wife. Yes, we are. We are husband and wife. She's not normally on. We're having a good time. Right. You didn't put sugar in this, right? No, no sugar. And the single shot. And a single shot. Okay, listen to this, folks. So John's like trying to decorate his podcast room, <laughs> and he puts a Costco vodka bottle up. <laughs> you know, like when you're in college and you put like I don't know, like the vodka you drink. Yep. But I mean, it's not even a cool alcohol bottle. Like I get it when it's like the Crown Apple or like the Johnny Walker Black. Like, yeah, I finished this at Boost. No, it's a fucking Kirkland brand vodka that costs eighteen dollars. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a cool, like, glassy, like, like what is that? Frosty. P- you don't even have video going. Oh, I don't. This is more for me. Okay. Yeah. It yeah, just looks good. Is. I mean, I didn't want to put it there, but I was like. I don't know. I need some decoration in the podcast room. I, know. I need an office. I have an office. It is right here. I know, but I think I might want to put like a desk right there or something. Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely do that. So, did you have something to say, Mary? No, you go. So, uh, we went on this walk today. <laughs> and... Uh, we have a 12 and a half year old Basset Hound. He has cancer. Uh, you guys have all heard the story. Uh, he's doing great right now. He's doing great. Uh, but we like to take him for Saturday night walks. And that well, is weekend walks. Sometimes it's Sunday. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's Sunday. Uh, so, Mary, uh, we, we usually take him down. We have a really long driveway and we let Odie walk like up until like the mailbox because that's where our, our end of our driveway is. Which is, is. pretty long. Yeah. It's probably like. 50 yards or 100 yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we let him walk that. And then we have like this this uh, big like wagon that we put our dog in. 
afterwards and he gets tired. Then we walk around the neighborhood. So Mary has this bright idea of like going all the way around. Well, I'm trying to get exercise. I'm getting fat. All the way around. It was a lot farther than I thought. Yeah. And and like when she said that, I was like, oh, we'll just go around. I was like, well, what do you mean just go around? Like, we'll turn back this way and then like go around. She meant all the fucking way around this big ass block. Were you mad? I wasn't mad, but I was, it was a long way. It wasn't that long. It's like probably almost a mile. Yeah, it was pretty, it was long for my bugger. Yeah. So. We're wagoning this dog. He's a 75-pound basset hound. And Mary likes to walk slow. I like to walk Well, walk Odie fast. gets car sick. So, I, like, I didn't want him to get wagon sick and not want to go again because I decided to go so far. And John, like, runs, by the way. Like, he it is, like, have you seen those grandmas power walking with their sticks? And you just think, fuck, like, I couldn't keep up with them. That's John. Like, he goes too quick, and it makes Odie sick, and I don't want Odie to get sick. So I'm like, let me pull the wagon. Like, I don't understand why this couldn't be an enjoyable family walk. I mean, it was enjoyable. I mean, like, I had fun. It just, uh, it was long. And I was, like, the hills, well, I think the main problem is, is our neighborhood, we live in a little bit of a suburb area. We are in suburbs. But the problem with our suburb area is it doesn't have, it doesn't have sidewalks. There was sidewalks 90% of the time. But the percent of the time that you want sidewalks, they don't have them. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys. John is, when it comes to our dog or his health, he is such a baby. I love my dog. I know, but listen, he like... He's so respectful and so sweet that I'm like, dude, just walk in the street. It's not like not in the middle of the street, but it's like just walk to the side. I'm in front. He's in back like nobody's going to hit our dog. And John's like freaking out about it. I don't know. Yeah, I maybe I, I maybe uh, like that little overprotective person. Yeah, he's not even that protective over me. Uh, I don't know how to say your name. Narisha Narish Narish. Thanks for sharing the Yeah, thanks the show. for sharing us. What's up? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we got... I wish we could, like, post po- pictures in there. Is there an option to, like, post in the live chat our cute dog? I don't think so. No? No. No, not at all? No. Dang it. Anyway, you guys, I'm sorry. L- listen, we... John, you're going to start a John sandwich instagram so you can put our dog on there i probably should so i talk about him every time every time i know i mean we do talk about our our dog a lot yeah he's so cute you guys would love him yeah i mean he's uh what he's 12 and eight months now yeah and he has had (laughs) i don't know cancer for since he was eight. Oh my gosh when did we get his splenectomy it hadn't been three or four years ago now um it's before the girls moved out the first time so that's close to four years right i don't even know three years at least at least three years yeah 2018 i think 
No, 20, 2017. 2017. So three years. Three years. Yeah. He's had a spleenectomy. Yeah. That is. We uh, don't have kids. BTW. So our yeah, dog is like our kid. Our dog is our kid. Mm. We spend enough money on this dog that it could be kids. Yeah. We were talking about it today and it's embarrassing. I don't even like telling people. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, but we love our dog. Like, honestly, we got this dog, like, I don't know, three or four months, like, after we were dating. Yeah. Like, we weren't even in a relationship that long. Let me clarify, just, like, I got this dog. I got this dog. I got it. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that looked him up in the paper and found him. Because I wanted him at the fair. Remember, yeah. we were at the fair, and I'm like, I want a basset hound. So This I've, is the dog I want. Yeah, and I found Odie. Okay. In the paper. Anyway, uh, I noticed so, it was from the same city that you you were in. Yeah. So we went to where I was from. We they had a whole litter. We were like one of the first ones to mm-hmm. pick him out, right? Mm-hmm. And Odie's the one that came to us. He picked us. Yeah. Out of that whole litter of puppies. Uh, disclaimer. I don't know. I can't even give that disclaimer because I probably would go purebred again. Yeah, I, I would too. Well, like. If if there's like a like an independent breeder, I I wouldn't go to a like a a farm. No, not like but a. But if like someone had like two bassinet, like he, obviously Odie is not AKC or whatever certified. No, our dog's not registered. Not registered. Like he is a purebred. Yeah, but they it was like they had two purebreds that had babies. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like on accident. I will go to the independent breeder like this, and, and it wasn't even like a breeder. It was just they had babies. Yeah, their dogs had ba- like their two bassets had babies. Yeah, and you know. I think we paid like two fifty for Odie. Honestly, like if if I were to get another dog, which w- we could debate that later. Yeah, which we're not. We could debate that later. If I were to get another dog, I would definitely get a, a rescue basset because there are just so many people that do not know how to handle basset yeah, hounds. That's true. That they're just giving them away, or they're putting them in the shelters, or yeah. like. You know, like they're super abused because, like, they're, they're high maintenance. They're breed. very high maintenance, and they're stubborn. Like, they don't give a shit if you beat the shit out of them or not. They're like, whatever. Like, they're food motivated, so you have to know how to train. And you know, like, it took us a long time to even train Odie to potty train. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely like, but they are like the most loving, compassionate, soul seeking dogs you will ever have in your life. Like. The best companion ever. Oh, for sure. But I honestly do not think I can ever care for another dog or love another dog as much as I love this dog. I will never have another dog again, even if we have another dog again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it definitely does. It. It's hard because what with Odie, he wasn't your dog. Or isn't your dog, and he's not my dog. He is he, like he divides his love between both yeah, of us. Yeah, he's our dog. He is our dog. Yeah, and you can't say that a lot. Like with uh, my aunt and uncle, like you, you could tell that 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 dog is one person's dog. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that dog loves everybody else, but it is one person's dog. Yeah, that dog loves me though. Oh yeah, she, she loves me too. Yeah. But we're kind of we're like dog people. We are. But, you know, I, and I think that's rare that you just have, like, a dog that just unconditionally loves, like, both people. Yeah, but we're, like, a family unit. We're, like, a pack. And we've always been that way. Yeah. We are a pack. 
Well, and maybe it's different because we don't have kids. So like our pack is, it's you, I, and Odie. Mm -hmm. Like that is our pack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Well, but here's the thing is like every time we leave the house, he still thinks we're going to like leave him. And this dog, I mean, I've left him for longer periods of time, but the longest we've ever as a family left him, like my husband and I have left him is for a week. That's it. And not even a full seven days. Five days. We've never left this dog. He's always gone everywhere with us. Yeah. Like, it's not like like we've ever been, like, abandoned him. But he acts like we're going to. He is pretty, um, I think he does get a little separation anxiety from me. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, me specifically. Yeah. Um... But I think a lot, like quarantine, had a lot to do with that too. Well, I, I think uh, you and him have a way different relationship than I have with them. Yeah, like you are more of the snuggler. You know, like we're gonna hang out on this couch, we're gonna play some video games, we're gonna get some shit done in between. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a, but he follows me in every yeah. room. He takes baths with me. He goes to the bathroom with me. He does laundry with me. Mm-hmm. Like he follows me everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, him and I have like a different relationship. He's uh, he wants food from me. Yeah, he only likes John because John feeds him and gives him cookies, which okay. Only likes me. Mm-hmm. He's a mama's boy. He is mama's boy. Anywho, so that's our dog. Now that we've talked about our dog for thirty-five minutes, in case anybody cared. Um. I don't know. What do you guys want to know about us? Yeah. Ask some questions. Yeah. What do you guys want to know about us? We're pretty open. Uh, If you go back and listen to other, like, Mary and John specific, we talk about our relationship. Uh, We're kind of like unicorns. Even my girlfriend today goes, I want a husband like John. And I'm like, I'm an asshole. I'm like, he still pisses me off, even though, like, he's great. Like, I mean, you have, you know, people in your video game that wants a husband like john <laughs> yeah i know, <laughs> I know. oh that's funny damn peggy fucking peggy actually you can provide me a job can you provide me a job uh i don't know what do you do i i mean i'm pre- do you do hair I, I probably can't afford you to be quite yeah. honest and my budget's pretty close to zero <laughs> I control the money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Anyway. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I can't sponsor you. Like, I don't own that kind of a business. I I mean, I own a small business. I'm an owner operator. So I don't have that kind. I I can't do that kind of stuff. I wish. Like, I'm telling you, if I ever make a big, that's shit I would do. I like I have a whole plan to end homeless. Do you? I want to hear it. You haven't heard my plan to end homeless? But have they? Okay, so um, I want to start some sort of manufacturing textile type factory. Okay, and I am only going to employ homeless, but on the same property, like I want to buy like 10 or 20 acres, whatever the fuck you need. I mean, I got a basic business plan. 
um, that has like apartments or duplexes or some sort of housing associated with it and will provide jobs and training and um, food and basic necessities for homeless people. And basically they work a 40 hour work week. They still get a paycheck, but then they pay to live. It's a reduced rate because it's on the same property of the the factory or whatever. And then at the same time, they're getting job skills, life skills. They're learning how to budget. They have somebody on staff that is a therapist, a drug counselor. And all of these things get provided with the hourly association. Mm. And then with that, they are getting managerial skills. They're getting a job history. They're getting work history. Then they can go out and apply. They're getting rehabilitation. They're getting drug counseling. They're getting all of these things. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that would take away from regular jobs? Like people, like someone like you or I might apply for? Are you going to go work in a factory? Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, there's there's somebody that might. Are you going to go work in the fields picking apples? No. Okay. Like I'm talking like the uh, these are jobs that are entry level basic jobs Mm -hmm. that you can work into management, middle management, Mm -hmm. upper management. Yeah. And at least they have money and they have a little bit of a more structured life than what they have right now. People need purpose Mm. they need a reason to live they need a reason to get clean they need help yeah because i'm telling you i've seen dark days and not on the side of addiction but i've seen what addiction does and i've you know i haven't been through it specifically but i've seen having purpose and having appreciation mm-hmm. what that's done for a a severe addict yeah. a severe addict yeah and just having somebody that helps them figure out how to manage money having somebody that gives them job skills that gives them mm-hmm. life skills somebody a sponsor yeah what like all it, yeah, that's all very multiple important. people. I've seen what that does for somebody that's an addict, multiple people, severe addict, the job skills, the life skills, what I've seen the sponsors and the therapy do for somebody who was severe addict, mm-hmm. different person. Mm-hmm. And if we could somehow facilitate it into a not-for-profit that generates its own income that can support right like because you it takes money to do this shit let's just be honest Mm -hmm. it takes money to have a counselor on staff it takes money to have a financial advisor and stuff i think that's the key right there though is non-for-profit it takes money Mm -hmm. to house these people it takes money to give these people life skills Mm -hmm. it takes money to give these people work experience yeah so if it is a textile or a factory, or a farm, or something that in addition to hourly pay Mm -hmm. helps with counseling, financial support. 
So are, are, are you more talking about like... Like I kind of want it to be a compound. Well, and... yeah. So are, are you talking about more of like the company that provides these services is a non-for-profit and they almost like a, almost like those places where you go to find a job. You, you go there and they give you like subcontract work everywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, is it kind of like that? Or do you want, because I, I think the key there, which I like, is the non-for-profit. Yeah, so the factory would be non-for-profit. So they would still make a profit on, like, the goods or services that they're providing, mm-hmm. right? With employment, it would probably, like, so say Seattle's $15 minimum wage. Uh-huh. They would get paid $13 an hour, mm-hmm. but housing's included. Yeah. What the business makes off of those goods and services would then in turn go into counseling, sponsors, um, uh, extra training, college, pay, you know, somebody like a social worker that can help with placement. And then once they're out of like the dorms, let's call it dorms, the housing, mm-hmm. then they can move up to the 15 or $20 an hour if they move up to management or middle management or maybe they're a foreman and they are running the whole plant, right? And only promote from within and give these people a real shot as at having something that they have pride in. Mm-hmm. And we only, we, at that point, you would only employ homeless, addicts, felons, mm-hmm. those sort of people, and only promote people who are willing to turn back around and help the next person up. Yeah. Like, my only problem with that is, like, I do like the non-for-profit thing, but, like, if you if it's strictly, like, let's just say it is a tech company. like A tech? Yeah. It wouldn't be tech. Well, you said tech. Like, textiles. Oh, okay. So, okay. that textiles is, like, paper, tile, um, carpet, well, linoleum. But, but, yeah, but, like, they still have to, if they're putting all their money back in, I mean, they still have to make a little bit of money. No, you don't. If you're not for profit, you only have to pay like the people working within it. So then like, yeah, you would pay like the CEO, mm-hmm. your HR, you know, you would have to hire outside unless mm-hmm. one of those homeless people wanted to get an HR so degree I, or an so accounting I, or. I thought you said tech. No, 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 no. Textiles. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and that's a good idea. China has something that kind of does that. Like a lot of their workers actually live in the factory. Yeah. And I don't know how. Well, I mean, like we would do it more American style than yeah. China. But I think in doing that, that would solve a lot of our homeless situation. You know, yeah. And would, we would do it, it, it legal it, and above board. And then it would be a tax write off that which then in turn mm-hmm. with that tax write off. I mean, you ha- definitely have to have somebody that has the best interest of these people in mind. Mm hmm. Well, I doing it. I think like the main thing is it gets people off the streets and it gets uh, theoretically it gets people to stop using drugs and without killing them because like there's solutions to get people to stop using drugs and it's usually well just keep them using drugs until they kill themselves and there's nothing you can do well, about Vancouver. it. Vancouver. Yeah, you know there's there's places. I mean Seattle's a little bit different because we'll give them the drugs that will you know relieve. That will keep them alive. We keep them alive. But there's a lot of countries out there that will, all right, yeah, 
you could do drugs as much as you want, but we're not going to revive you. So, like, to get people off the streets. To get them clean. Get them clean. Get them doing jobs. People need a purpose, a drive, a reason to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's 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 all walks of life. Like, I, I will be the first one to say that I have bitched very hard about the homeless problem that we are currently living right now in the state that we live in. I, I have bitched about it. I have complained about it. And I do not think that our government is trying hard enough to take care of it. Like they're throwing money at it, but nothing's happening. You know, they like in the last five years that I've lived here, it went from glorious Seattle, cleanest city in like that I've ever witnessed in my life to, I can't walk five feet before I see human shit on the sidewalk. Yeah. I but on the other hand, like like I, your program is great, but until we get to a program like that, like what is the solution of the homeless? Because like right now like it is That's the solution. Yeah. Cuz right now it's out of control. Everybody wants to it, it's like what I was saying earlier, everybody wants to help the homeless until it becomes their neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've always said, all right, you want to fix the homeless problem? Let's put those homeless in the in your backyard mm-hmm. and and see what you do. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, oh yeah, you gotta respect the homeless. You gotta you gotta respect them so much and do this and do that for them. But if they're living in your backyard, you're gonna have a way different perspective on the homeless. Yeah. And then maybe then if they're in everyone's backyard, quotation yeah. marks, maybe you'll think of like a humane, respectful like a way to get these people off the streets and get them into the workforce because that is how our country runs. Yeah. Working. Yeah. Like as much as a lot of people don't like that, work is what makes this country run. Capitalism. Exactly. Capitalism in general. Um, From our live chat, uh, we got, my father did more hard work for making my life the best and now I want to do that for him. I am finding my job for friends so that I keep, can keep them comfortable. Dude, uh, I can a hundred percent relate and the long and the short of it. I am a hundred percent responsible for a 70 year old man, 75 year old man who is living on social security, which is, doesn't even cover his bills in the most economical state in this country. It doesn't even quarter. It doesn't even, it doesn't even cover half. No, it accounts for probably maybe one eighth of their bills right now. Uh, yes. And if you're being generous, maybe two eighths of it. So I'm not, not that it makes you feel better, but I can completely empathize, which hopefully you know the difference between sympathize and empathize. I can a hundred percent empathize the role that you're taking on the stress that you're feeling. Um, being responsible for other humans that you love and care for so much is, I don't even know how to. It's hard. Well, because you are, especially for humans that have taken care of you in the past. Exactly. You want to do best by them. Exactly. Like a lot of people, especially in your situation, he is not technically your father. No, he's not. The person I'm taking care of is not technically biological. No. No, he's your stepfather. But in every sense of the way, since your mom had married him 20 years ago. 
Yeah. He has been like a father to you. Yeah. He's I mean, been dad too. Yeah. Dad 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. And, and he was there in all the ways that my biological father couldn't be. Yeah. He was coming to my baptism. He came to my plays. He came to my band concerts, came to my graduation. He was the one that had me packed up from a shitty situation with a shitty boyfriend within an hour. Not me. Obviously. (laughs) And moved home. Like he, when I called him and said, I want to move home. My mom was at work. I called my stepdad and said, I want to move home. And literally I was packed and moved back into their house within an hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were home by like two hours. Yeah. But I mean, he was like. He was there. There. He was he, there. He was there for me. Um, when I needed a ride, he was there for me. When, in every sense, the a person should be there for you. He was. And anyway, long in the short, um, I'm completely responsible for this person. So I understand exactly. You know what kind of pisses me what off? You're feeling and like it, it pisses me off that he has been a part of your family for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there's still people out there that say, why Why are you trying so hard? Or On both sides. On both sides. Like, l- like, like, like you just barely met the fucking guy. Yeah, I you know? know. You know, like, like, what is the fucking deal? Like, this guy's been a part of your life for 20 years. You're 32 now. He's been a part of your life longer than you've been alive. He's like, like the been majority. my dad almost as long as my dad was my dad. Yeah. Like, 20 years, that is... More than half, that is two-thirds of your life right now, that he's yeah. been a part of it. And people right now still yeah. are questioning why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Like, that gets me pissed off and, like, really questions. Where the fuck my re- the rest of my family's been? Yeah. Like, where were you the whole our whole lives? Yeah. No, I mean, really, like. It's frustrating because it's like how like how's it any different? It, and it's all over the place. Like even even his brother, right? Mm-hmm. The kids that are his kids mm-hmm. aren't biologically his kids. Yeah. My aunt, her husband, one of her kids isn't his kid. Mm-hmm. My other aunt, which I don't know if you even knew that. Mm-hmm. their two kids aren't my uncle's kids. Did you know that until two? like this time? There's two that aren't his uncle's kids? Is uh, there only one? My uncle, my biological uncle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both of those kids yeah, yeah. are not his. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know that. So he's never had any children. I thought you were talking about the other ones. Yeah, the There's other one, one is one. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it either. It's like, of course we're going to take care of this man. Yeah. Like, he has been a part of your life for two-thirds of your life right now. Yeah. Like, he walked me down the aisle. He did. Like, he don't go nowhere. This dude does not leave his house. And he rode on an airplane for the first time after 65 years to fly to Seattle, Washington to see me. He was not happy about being on the airplane, (laughs) but he came. Uh, It's just, I don't understand your family of like why they think that 
you shouldn't have to take care of him. You know? When everybody's like, he's so lucky to have you. And it's like, what about... What about me? Mm-hmm. What about when I was little? You know? Well, in little... I don't know. Yeah. There, there, there's been two different scenarios. I remember when your father passed away. It was seven years ago. I don't even know. Like 2001. No. <laughs> no. 2011. <laughs> 11. Yeah. So nine years ago. Yeah. In November 6th, which is kind of a hard date. Yeah, cause because it's actually it's, it's, my you, stepdad's birthday. And every time you you like say, "Oh, Roy, you were born in uh, November." Well, Seven. I always get the year right. Yeah. But you always get the date. You always get your dad's death date versus the... But yeah. anyway. Um, when your father passed away, uh, we kind of showed up to a ransacked house with nothing in it. Yeah, totally. You when know, I- every single valuable thing that you could pick off the walls was gone. Yeah. Or in the safe. Or in the safe. Anything I could sell. And then as soon as I said, I need money because the funeral home needs $2,000. Yeah. And my family leaves the next day. Yeah. My mom's sister showed up and my aunt who just died showed up. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And you want to know? Who helped me clean that house out? Your stepdad. Yeah. And that's why you're taking care of him. And that's why. Because he's always been there for you. You know, and I, you know, family is family. Or whatever, and and people, and I'm sure I'll have this on my family that they're just family members that just won't understand what's going on. But the good news is, at least you have a husband <laughs> that understands. It makes me crazy. That apparently make you crazy. That <laughs> understands what's going on. You know, but you know, it's just. It's tough. You know, like, I don't know. Sometimes the family, you know, there's that saying that, you know, family, it's not the people you choose or whatever. Yeah. There's that saying. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to have, like, the family you do get to choose. Yeah. You know, and the family that was a little late to the party, like Roy. You know, he was a little late to the party, but fuck, (laughs) he is... He I mean, is, but it's 12 late. No. You know, th- those are the glory years of raising a young woman uh, how you are right now. You know? Yeah. I mean, shit. At uh, 12, I met you when you were 20. 19. 19? Yeah, we started dating when I was 19. You know, so I can at least blame half of this mess on Roy. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. You know? So... I don't know. That's why you take care of him. And that's why you give that much of a shit. Because he's a fucking yeah. good good guy. 
good man. And he might come live with us, so I, uh, I, I'll welcome that. He's thinking about it. I'll welcome he's it. He's pretty serious, actually. Yeah, I'll welcome it. I think he's feeling lonely, so. I'm sure he is, you know, like. My first point of the day, since I'm already fired, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you, folks. I don't even know who listens to this shit. Anyway, my first client of the day, his wife lost her mom last year. Similar situation. Mm-hmm. Like, stepdad tried to take care of him. He lives in New Jersey. And I was like, God, dude, at least, at least I have the option to drive. Like, his wife has MS. She can't even fly right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she just can't risk it. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is how the conversation goes. I said, you know, my stepdad's like Marlboro man. I've never seen emotion out of him until now. And he's like, same. Her stepdad was an army colonel, PhD. Has a flip phone. I'm like, yep, sounds about right. And he says, he says, this is how the conversation goes. Honey, I miss her. I miss her too. Then there's tears, and then there's a, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I said, yeah. and that was my exact conversation last night. I said, that's my exact conversation. My customer started crying. Yeah. 2020's been rough. You know, we, uh. If I make it through this year, I think I can make it through anything. We'll make it through this year. We're going to Disneyland in 2021. For I want to sure. go to Disney World, but I can't afford it because I got another yeah. human to take yeah. care of. I got a whole nother household's bills to pay. And I'm down a job. Like, if I had my other job, this would not even be a concern. Yeah. Like, but I'm down a job. Completely. Like, yep. I don't even have that income to fall back on. It's... I am burning through my saving. One of your clients and one of my old clients, like this happened to them too. You know, just Just happened to them. Out of the blue. I just saw their daughter. And God, they're stronger than I am right now. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. Um, Daughters. Daughters, two of them. And the first one, you know, we're talking about it a little bit. I was like, did your dad tell you? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So do you want to talk about it? And she goes, if you want to, my therapist says it's healthy for me too. And I said, I'm okay. And she's <laughs> like, are you sure? The little girl's 12. Yeah. Yeah. And the next daughter, the next day I had to take some like business phone calls. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And you know, she heard me talking and I was like, well, my mom died. And she's like, it's okay, honey. I get it. And I'm like, oh my God. Like your child. Mm-hmm. That's how you were when your father passed away, though. You were just a child. Really? You know? Do you think, like, it's... I mean, you were in your 20s. You feel like being, like, 12 would have almost been, like, a... Not a blessing. I don't want to say that in, like, a mean way. But, like, almost like a... Easier. Easier. Just because you're 12, you don't really understand what's going on. You'll remember all the good parts because that's usually all you remember from your childhood. Yeah, I guess I lost my best 
my best buddy at 12. Or 13. I was 13. Yeah. No. Well, then you don't have to, like, deal with everything ordinary. There isn't the financial paperwork. I feel like that kind of gets in the way of, like, just grieving. You know, like, you, I don't feel like you've ever had chance to grieve, like, with your father or your mom right now. Like, there's no way you grieve with your mom right now. It's because you have to deal with everything. You know, at least with your grandpa, you're able to grieve and... Well, yeah, because I didn't have to deal with it. Because you didn't have to deal with anything. And you were able to eventually accept the fact that your best friend was gone. We weren't supposed to talk about this. You started it. Well, it's my life. It is your life right now. And that's, you know, that's that's a lot of people's lives right now. And and that's what sucks about this, you know. So true. I will say, at least I got to be with her. Yeah. You were there. You know, and, you know, and like. I don't even know what this is from. It's new. Don't worry. Okay. Um, I, I will say it was kind of a beautiful sight, like, when I got there, like, having family dinner. Yeah. You know, you, I, your brother, and Roy, like... I will say that's, like, a positive. Like, that's the first time in probably 20 years that my brother and I have been civil to each other and actually, like, hung out. I'm already annoyed with him again, so... <laughs> <laughs> so that moment in time, like, that will be, like, something I cherish. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, but I'm already back to being resentful and I'm trying not to be. And I know that like, and I think I told you Aaron, like put me in my place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get that that's a huge deal for him. But at the same time, I'm like, all you're doing is being a fucking adult. Yeah. You know, like the brownie points for actually being an adult today. Yeah, like brownie points for Rohit. Thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate your love. Uh, yeah, you, know, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Let's change the subject. Let's go something happy. So I made some really pretty hair, and it was like these little girls. I don't know. It was so important. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm glad you're finding something that's a importance right now. Yeah. You know, like help like that's something you've always done though, is help other people. Like, believe it or not. Like hair, it is uh it's about helping people. It's about helping people look good. About helping people. Yeah, we people. gotta find you a barber. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta uh, get yeah. to somebody. Yeah, about helping people feel more confident, making people feel more alive. Like, it's a, in my opinion, it's an essential business. Well, <laughs> well, well the government. It, well, no, that's, that's why I said my opinion. Because, but like. In, in Corona purposes, we are, like, face-to-face, you know. We're you are, but, like, imagine, like, the confidence you build in people. God, and, like, the. Like, from depression to happiness like that, over a yeah, haircut. Yeah, it's true. You know, like, 
the confidence building and the emotional support that a haircut could give somebody. Yeah. You know, and just the just the fact that I look good right now. And this haircut makes me feel good right now. That's that's a bigger than a lot of things. Yeah, it's true. You know, like you, you you can't replace like you know you can't replace like someone's self esteem. It's true. Well, I can't. You but can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't give. You can't give enough money for self esteem. No. Like I'm sorry. Like money doesn't buy you self esteem. Well, it does. It's a hair appointment. But when it's not essential, you don't get it. You know, and that is self esteem is the difference in a lot in a lot of times like believe it or not you're probably helping those little girls cope maybe distract but cope is like man my hair looks fucking fantastic oh, yeah. right they're now. like so in love you know well and i you know like there's some solace in knowing you know that mm-hmm. we're both going through it yeah. even if they're separate yeah you know there's solace in that i just gave him my phone i'm like you pick the playlist, like we're just here to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do your hair. Your dad don't give a fuck about how much this costs. So mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I did I way undercharged. Yeah. Which is fine. Like that's not the point. Yeah. That I was just like and I booked a lot of time for them and I'm like, we're just gonna hang out. I'm gonna do your hair. Whatever you wanna talk about, great. If mm-hmm. you don't wanna talk, here's my phone, pick the playlist, let's just chill. I mean, and that begs the questions, like, you are the the unpaid counselor. Yeah. You know, like, of course you're not a therapist, you're not yeah. a psychologist, or, but you are an unpaid counselor, which yeah. is fine, but that's what people pay for for yeah. you. That's why you charge so much money to, for a haircut, is because yeah. you are willing to talk about these subjects and be the the cushion, Yeah, if you will. Of the subjects that people want to talk about. You know, you've heard shit that, you know, you probably shouldn't say out loud. No. God. You know, I'm sure damn well you've heard some grab them by the pussy type shit. You know? Oh, for sure. You know, like some I've Donald Trump like fucking type. That hires exports, which is you know, you know, it happens. You know? I don't know. It, it, it you know. But know. that is the hair industry. Like you, like of course you were going for a haircut and the experience and all this stuff. But honestly, you're really going to talk to somebody, have someone's undivided attention. Uh, well, Rohit, we do not have Instagram, so we have not received that page yet. Because we don't have Instagram. The only social media we have is Twitter. The John Sandwich. That is the only social media we have. So. But. Vegas and Link. That's fine. Put it in the description below. All right, and then we'll copy that. If we get an Instagram, we will uh, follow you up. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, if we get an Instagram, we will follow you up for sure. But as of right now, we do not have an Instagram. 
So, but I think that's what's that's what it's about, man. It, it's a, it's all about just the. I don't know. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna get a counselor. My shit's fucked up. Ah, <laughs> uh, but a- anyway, yeah. So we need to make a well, John, not we. John uh, needs to make a John Sandwich Show Instagram. That's my doggy. You can hear in the background. Uh, I so I have like a business page and then I have a personal page, and uh, I I don't really give those out. So anywho, yeah, I don't know, folks. This is life right now. I think I think everybody's going through some ugly and I think everybody's dealing with loss and death. Rather, it's the death of their career, the death of a family member or loss of income, which I guess is the same as career. Or, you know, loss of self-worth or be loss of uh, social interaction. I think there's a lot of just negative in the world and especially in America I'm not I don't know what it's like in other countries but I am on a page where that has people from all over where it's just a struggle life life is a struggle right now and I think that everybody's experiencing that whatever your situation and I I I hope that all of you get through it I hope that you guys uh you know, find your path, and I hope we all make it through 2020, really, like, 2020 is something that we haven't seen in so many years, and so much ugly, and hatred, and division, and so, so much, you know, just so much ugly out there that it's hard to find that ray of sunshine, and we, we, you know, even though a lot is shitty and I obviously just cried for like 20 minutes of this podcast, um, you got to find that joy in the day that you can find. We totally ate lunch outside today in the sun, even though John did not want to. Um, but we had salmon sandwiches. Mm-hmm. With aioli and grilled potatoes and arugula, arugula, they were damn good. They were so good. Like I don't think I'd never order salmon sandwich ever again. Like, what are some of the foods that I've actually destroyed for you from ordering at a restaurant? Like that I can't order anymore. Yeah, Alfredo, mm-hmm. um, steak. Yeah, that's a tough one. Salmon. In general. Mm-hmm. Um, pancetta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, pancetta is just the meat. All right, excuse me. What is it? Carbonara. Carbonara. Thank yeah. you. Um, what's the one with capers? Oh, uh, piccate. Chicken piccate. Piccata. Uh... Good news Ash is, browns. oh yeah, 
Hash browns are a big thing. Uh, Believe it or not, it is actually hard to make good breakfast food. It is. Uh, let's see. Without it, like, a lot of diners out there, mm. it's just all oil mm. and margarine. and. I will say that about the restaurant I worked at for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did use butter. Yeah, the clarified butter, which was good. Yeah. You could definitely tell. Mm-hmm. You could definitely tell a restaurant that uses oil versus butter. Versus butter. Yeah. And like you've seen it firsthand. I was like, is your chicken fried chicken or your chicken fried steak, is it fresh? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's frozen. And there's only been like a very small handful of restaurants where like, oh, yeah, we, we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's cheaper to order frozen. Well, it's definitely cheaper to order frozen, but it's not as good if yeah, you order frozen. Order like people will pay your prices. Yeah. Uh, I don't have WhatsApp. I'm yeah. Sorry. Neither one of us have WhatsApp, but thank you. We're old. Uh, <laughs> I'm all we're old. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have WhatsApp, TikTok. We don't have any of those. Yeah, daily. Social media platforms the John kids are using these days. John barely even has an Instagram. Like, I barely. The John Sandwich Show doesn't. I should create one for it. I probably should. Yeah, like Instagram's where it's at right now. Yeah, but Instagram's done by Facebook. Did I, you know that? I yeah, because the girls that I saw now works for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you followed him? From John Sandwich Show, go follow him. I don't have a John Sandwich Show on Instagram. On Twitter. No, he's talking about his Instagram. No, he has Twitter. He followed you guys on Twitter. Anywho, so John has this big vodka bottle. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing, folks. Yeah. Well, the thing is, your drink, I feel like, is perfectly constructed. When I construct it. Well, when was the last time you constructed it? The drink before this drink. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to have me on the podcast, you don't get to micromanage me. John's over here, like. Well, you hear what's going on in your headphones, right? It's fine. Well, they can't hear you, though. I'm pretty sure they could hear me. It may have sounded like an echo, but they could hear me. <laughs> Listen, it's how I do it or not at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Is that how it goes? Yeah. I feel like we've been pretty good this podcast. Because we've done this whole podcast without talking about a certain subject. <laughs> I know. And apparently we do that a lot. Uh, we do talk about that subject a lot. But that's all I had going for me yeah. all of quarantine. Yeah. That's it. Got a new character. Is there Boom. anything new? Okay, There's an okay. Easter egg. All right. Let's just talk about it just for a little bit. It's been a long time since we've talked about this subject. Well, because I haven't been on the podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about what's been going on in Animal Crossing. I went seven full days without playing. Seven full days. Full days. Like not logging in at all. At all. How was that? Was that harder than actually like doing real life? Uh, I just did not have the time. Yeah. 
It was that or sleep. I'm surprised you chose sleep. Well, you were there with me four of the days, so I like, yeah. and I didn't see. Yeah, you were there for weeks. three weeks though. Yeah, but it, like it was the start of the week you were there that oh, yeah. I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. We do talk about this a lot. We talk about. Oh, we do talk about Animal Crossing a lot on this podcast, and we're sorry. It's just that is what kept. It's Mary my life going. right now. <laughs> still. It is still. I mean, it's definitely slowed down though. Yeah. But you know what makes me upset is when Animal Crossing doesn't make my day better now. Like, I get fucking mad. It's because you've accomplished almost everything in the game. Like, what, what, what left is there to do? Apparently, I didn't have computers. Yeah. So, I cataloged those today. Uh, I don't, there's really nothing left to do. I think we need to find you a new game. You guys in the chat, if you have a new Nintendo Switch game... Or PlayStation. Or PlayStation 4 game to recommend to Or even Miss PC. Mary. Like, we're fine with whatever. Yeah. I do... Okay, so I've realized I really like creator-type games. Mm-hmm. Like, because Little Big Planet you, is a mm-hmm. creator game. Uh, Well, Plants vs. Zombies isn't a creator game. No, it's more of like a children's first-person first yeah, like shooter. Yeah, I like children first-person shooter. I like creation. I mean, I liked Minecraft. Okay, these are the games I like. So if you guys have recommendations, shoot them my way. I need a new game. I love Little Big Planet, like number one title for me. Like number one. Mm-hmm. Can like I John is totally gonna luck out because if that's a release title for PlayStation 5, I will buy it. PlayStation 5 out the gate. Like if that is coming at release date. I will get a I will charge card that shit if I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Okay, like Media Molecule, Little Big Planet, my jam. Mm. Don't love Tearaway though. Well, that was mainly made for the the Vita or whatever. Okay, so so, it was like a port. So it it was probably better on the handheld. Okay, you know which where is? Don't we have one of those? It got stolen, didn't it? I don't know. Like remember it got stolen? I can't remember. Anywho, so Little Big Planet. Yeah. Played all of them through completion. No, it was at my sister's wedding. Didn't our, our oh play, yeah 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 our yeah. PlayStation got stolen? Yeah, our Vita, or yeah whatever the PSP or whatever. Yeah, the portable. Okay, so Little Big Planet yeah. completion got every bubble. Mm. Blah blah blah. Um, love Plants vs Zombies. Not the newest one. Kind of sucks, but the Garden Warfare was legit. Mm. A- um, Animal Planet, Animal Crossing. I have Five Star Island. I have a thousand hours into that game. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love Fez. Fez was good, but that's not a creation game. So I know, but it, so it, it, it is a, a little bit. Yeah. But it's a little childrenish. Yeah. Well, it's very really. Mario. I wouldn't call that childrenish. I I would call that like an advanced indie game. Like okay. I don't think that's childrenish. I think a child could beat it. Yeah. But I don't know if they'd be able to with underst- the knowledge of like I don't know old if they'd, school gaming. I don't know if they'd be able to understand why or how they beat it. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Okay, so you need an I I think because like it makes a lot of reference to my generation of video games. Yeah, it even passed video games before our generation. Agreed. Yeah, um, that was a great game. Like love that. Is, that is a very I should replay it. You should. That is a very very. I feel like underrated game. I know it got a lot, like it's very rated. Like a lot of people love it, but on the same sense, it got I a like lot of hate too. I like it more than Super Meat Boy. 
Super Meat Boy, yes. Binding of Isaac, no. Binding of Isaac is good, but it's... I'm actually surprised you like Binding of Isaac. Well, Binding of Isaac isn't... For one thing, it is not in the same realm of game. It is two different types of games. It is a different type, but it's not your type. What is my type of game? You're really more like first-person shooter slash storyline slash, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm surprised you even ever played um, any grinder games. Um, I like RPGs, I like grinder games, like Destiny. That's a complete grinder game right there. Well, I grind way harder than you do. That's because I just don't have the time. All right. Well, Binding of Isaac is more of like a platformer in a 3D realm. No, no. Binding of Isaac is not a platformer at all. It's more, it's a top-down synergy type game. Uh, Platformer is when you're jumping on platforms. Okay. Well, it's more, it it is. It's like a room clearing game. It's very repetitious. Repetitious. It is. It is very repetitious, but it what makes it exciting is the randomness of the type of weapons you could get and how you synergize the weapons to be able to beat the game. All right, fair enough. But it normally you're all about like story mode, first person shooter. I'm not a huge first person shooter though. Battlefields. I, I like Battlefield and like Destiny, but like the majority of the games that I've played have always been like like Call Mil- of Duty, Metal Gear Solid. Like, I fucking hate Call of Duty. You played it. I've played it, but that doesn't mean I like it. Okay. Uh, story mode. Um, God of War. Story. So yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Story mode. Uncharted. Uncharted. Metal Gear so Solid. Metal Gear Solid. But, okay, but we're talking about me needing a game. Have a good night, Rohit. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. I'm here about every six-ish week. So. We're, we're going to change that. We're, we're going to get Mary on the podcast a little bit more often. Uh, It's kind of, well, if you want to see the John sandwich there. We're usually, oh, so right now, let me give you a little bit of backstory. He's uh, busy, so be quick. The, the John sandwich show in the full entirety without Mary has not been live since March. We are still pro- broadcasting. Um, separately. Yeah. So, but, so we are not doing any live shows. Yeah. So follow them on Podbeam on Twitter where you're at right now, and that's when you like we do random. I'm sorry. Like we'll probably only be live when Mary's here. Yeah. For, for the foreseeable future, until until we can hang out again, because we are still in like a semi shelter in a place. Yeah, type we're still thing, only so. allowed to see like only five people outside of our household, right? A week. A so, week, and John and I both work with the public, so. So like, yeah, yeah we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, John will follow you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate Thanks for it. Tuning in. We'll see you next time. Uh, follow us on the Podbeam, and when we go live, you'll get notified. And like I said, I'm pretty random. I'm like every like six-ish weeks, depending on. Yeah. Sometimes I'm every week. Sometimes I'm at six weeks. It just honestly depends. All right, awesome man. We'll see you soon. Okay. Have a good night and good luck. You got this. You can take care of your family. Bye. All right. So I need, I I just, when, when's PS5 coming out? 
Christmas? I, th- I think it's coming out Christmas time, yeah. Okay. And, like, so far... And like, it's almost fall in Animal Crossing, so... Yeah, so you'll have something to do for another week. Well, I got like a whole plan with like mushrooms and yeah, I'm gonna have to go collect those. I do feel like uh, so they did say that PS5 is not gonna get delayed, so it is coming out this holiday season. Whether or not we'll be able to get one, we should pre-order. Can we do that? You could probably pre-order, but you probably it will probably be like okay, you pre-ordered it, but you're not gonna get it until we get one. Yeah, that's fine though. But that's better than like it came out now you can't get one. I'll have to look in to see. If yeah, I need to know if Sackboy's coming out with. I don't even think they've done like a price reveal yet. To be quite honest, we could pre-order something that costs a thousand dollars. Yeah, but you we're getting Sackboy and Ratchet and Clank, yeah, person playing Ratchet and Clank, and I think they're doing a new um. What's that one game? The. The one that just came out, the remake. The the one that you used to, the one you used to play play with your brother. With my brother. On PS one, the big guy. It's uh the one with like the penguins and stuff. The one that's on the PS four right now that's too hard for you to beat. Oh, I played that with Shiloh. Um, I uh. Oh my gosh! Why can't I think of this? Crash Bandicoot. I think they might be coming out with a new one of those too. Maybe, oh, awesome. maybe not. Yeah, Crash but but Crash. Ratchet and Clank for sure yeah. they're coming out with a new one. Yeah, and that's gonna be two player mode, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, either way, I'll play it. Yeah. I mean, I like Ratchet and Clank enough that I went back and played all of the old school. Ones. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank's a fun game. <laughs> like they really did a missed opportunity. Like they're all for one. That was an amazing game. The yeah. one where we could both play at the yeah. same time. That for was so sure. fun. So good. Like, I think some of our best gaming experiences were from that game. Agreed. Like, yes, we have, like, a, probably a. I think three, that's what, like, got me hour. back into video gaming, though. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, sparked the, like, oh, shit, I forgot how much I liked this. Yeah. I mean, because we have, like, a, probably, like, a, what, 3,000 hour Minecraft. Minecraft oh, for sure. If not more. If, if not more. Like, my tunnel system alone is serious yeah i mean we have a an amazing minecraft world but ratchet and clink that was fun yeah like, and i've actually and I, replayed that by myself the all for one yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was fun like ranking up everything i do miss that though having more like two-player type games yeah like they definitely don't make enough of them no, I agree. And a lot of people want that, especially now. Like you think like a lot of gamers, A, that have the budget mm-hmm. to spend a thousand dollars on a system yeah. and B, are into it, are like our age. And we sit at home on Saturday nights and Friday nights. Like, let's yeah. just be honest. Like what we want to do is be playing video games or just hanging out, watching a movie or something like that. So if they had two player games. Be way better. Yeah, like they're missing a huge opportunity. I did like that puzzle game that we were playing that like built upon itself. The like Oh, what was that? I forgot what that one was. Yeah, I but, but I got I lost interest cuz it got too hard. Well, that and it's like if you 
if you put the controller down for a little bit, you forgot the the game mechanics. Yeah, and so you that know, was like a binge game that you had to binge. It was like Firehouse or Fire or something or yeah, that, Lighthouse I mean, I or something like that. I did like that game, but it was too hard to... I, I, I know which one you're talking about. Like, the only problem with that, like... Like I said, like I'd play with you, and then like it, it was fun. It was really good game, and like really thought intuitive and everything. But by the time I played it again, I already forgot like the patterns yeah. that you needed to unlock the doors and this. Yeah. It was like, well, I, I just can't do it yeah. because. And like, then I'd get frustrated because I'm like, I need help, but then it was too much by that point. Yeah, that was a good game. I mean, maybe that probably would have been a good game to play during quarantine. Yeah. It would have probably pissed me off because I was all alone. Maybe. But, like, you would have had time to, like, remember the patterns and remember, Yeah, like, like... you could have played the whole playthrough. Yeah. I think I got, like, halfway through it. Yeah. But right now, Animal Crossing sucks up way too much of my time, so... I, I definitely feel like Animal Crossing... It hasn't lost its luster, but... It's lost its luster. Yeah, okay. You said it, not I. I mean, obviously, they, they didn't release the game expecting to be played. Like it was. Binge style. Like it is yeah. right now. Like, like, they were still expecting people. Like, other than, like, YouTubers or whatever to have, like, like, right now, I should only have, like, a three-star island. Realistically. Yeah. You know, you play the game for, like, maybe two hours a day. Yeah. You, you know, like, if you, if you think about that, like, let's see, when it came out, like, March 23rd and March... April, May, June, July, August. So you should only have like 300 hours into it right yeah. now. You know? Yeah. And I have a thousand hours into it. Yeah. And like some of your friends have like 1,700 hours into it. Yeah. You know, it, it just wasn't. I don't think Nintendo knew what they were releasing. Um, but I think it saved quarantine. I think Animal Crossing will forever be a title that always gets played, though. I think so too. Like honestly, I don't know if Animal Crossing would have been as big as it was without the quarantine. Agreed. Like without this pandemic, yeah. I, and like I think it just became this a quarantine like staple. Yeah. Like, oh, you're you're playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like You have networks of people that were in quarantine. Like reconnecting with people, but what? But what Nintendo? What is going to result from that? Is next time the next Animal Crossing release is gonna be fucking huge? Oh yeah, huge. Yeah, and I hope they. I hope it's already in the works. Well, I'm sure it is. It has to be. Like yeah. this is Nintendo's biggest release, practically ever. Well, the thing you're seeing is people are buying extra switches to create additional islands. Yeah, that's so nuts and crazy to me. I guess I've I thought about it. <laughs> I know you have. Like if PlayStation Five wasn't so close around the corner, I would. I mean, if PlayStation Five is coming around the corner, but like who knows if we'll get one? You could probably get a Switch right now. Well, but I'm, what <laughs> I'm saying, like, but there's big, like, there's titles I want on PlayStation mm -hmm. Five. Like, I will not wait for Sackboy. Like, I want that on release day. Like, I yeah. will go stand in line for that. I'm curious on how that's going to be. It's not It's not going to be a little big planet. So it's a Sackboy game. It's going to be platformer, bubbles. Yeah. It's going to be 
Well, I, I hope it still has like the creative feel. The creative feel, because if it's just like a Mario game that just kind of like, oh, you beat the game. Here's Princess Peach. See you later. No, they've always had the like dream world or whatever, like the dream world. You know what mm-hmm. they just created. Yeah. They've always had that side of it. Yeah. But the dream world now is basically the other side of um, Little Big Planet, but a little more streamlined. Well, Dreams is like an advanced Little Big Planet. It yeah. just gives you the tools to create your own video game. Yeah, pretty much. Which is like, and that's why I'm surprised that Little Big Planet wasn't more popular like um, Mario Maker because they gave us that 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I, I just Was it just before internet? Like, I, I mean, we had internet, but yeah, not like we do I, now. Exactly. I think that's what it is. I, I just don't think people really, by the time like Little Big Planet 3 came out, like I feel like Little Big Planet was a little bit ahead of its time because oh, it, it was sure. like a Super Mario Maker. That's yeah, it exact- was 100% so- Super Mario And the Mario only Maker. reason you played the storyline or story mode was to collect stuff, stuff to, to make to your build. Yeah. You know, so it was like a Super Mario Maker. It was just a- ahead of its time. Not a lot of people had internet connectivity. Is there like a gaming group I could post this on? Like, I feel like I need to be a part of it. I mean, you could like ask Reddit yeah. if you want, you know. Are but, you on Reddit? Yeah. You should ask. Yeah. And see. But yeah, that that's exactly what Little Big Planet was. Yeah. Or is. Yeah. But anywho, uh, let's wrap this up. All right. We were wrapping this up. Thank you for listening to the John Silent Show. Yeah. It's kind of been a roller coaster today. Yeah. More to come. Uh, let us know if you guys like this uh, this ensemble of uh, John Man and Mary. Minus Mary being emotional. Minus, uh, I mean, we all we love the emotional Mary. Yeah, too, I don't know. We, I don't, we love Mary the emo- doesn't love emotional Mary. Yeah, but you know, I think you know to be quite honest, like what people see on the internet and what people hear is glam and everything's okay. I honestly think. It makes people feel better that it's not all okay, to be quite honest. Like, because there's people going through some hard shit right now, and all they see is celebrities. It's okay. This person. It's okay. Everything. We're doing great. It's kind of assuring and nice to hear that not everyone's doing okay. Like, we're in August fucking 22nd right now. August 22nd. We're still doing the pandemic thing and a lot of shit is happening and that's okay because you know what? Not everyone is living a fabulous fucking life right now. Fucking sipping on unicorn piss and eating clouds. You know, yeah, like, like real life happens. Yeah, it's true. Real life, life fucking happening, happens. But I'm not used to not being okay. I know. But sometimes people just need that reassurance. And I'm not used to anybody outside of you or my best friend knowing I'm not okay. Yeah. And it's... there's people in our close circle that will know I'm not okay. And, and that's fine. Because you know what? It's not unicorn and fucking... Unicorns and fucking popsicles right now. Because it's not. And I think it's reassuring to know that... Uh, there are people out there that are struggling with their everyday life. And we are a part of that. Even though we're infected, 
so cool. <laughs> we are so cool. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to the John Sandwich Show. We appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at the John Sandwich Show. Mary, so you're like random. It might be at the John Sandwich. It is actually at the John Sandwich. Yeah, you should probably get it exact. It is at the John Sandwich. At the John Sandwich. And and that's where you follow us. I mean, we don't post quite often. Yeah. Mary, do you want me to give you your uh, Instagram there? <laughs> no, I learned my lesson about giving my Instagram out. You sure did. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, maybe we'll catch you next week. Um, another live show. So. Yeah, we'll see. Mary comes when Mary feels like it. It's really what it is. Mary comes. Mary goes. Does she want to do this? I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> Will she want to do this? Mary comes. Mary goes.